ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Take for Take podcast. Boys are here. Gage, Trent, how we doing? Doing good, everybody. What's going on? What's up, fellas? What's up? How we how are we doing? It is Monday, August twenty first, and we're gonna do a uh, little NFC South talk today. A little Saints, a little Bucks. Dive into some uh, some quarterback plays we got in here. Whole whole division of brand new quarterbacks in terms of their respective teams. But let's waste no time. Let's dive right into it, man. Sound good? Sure. All right. So for those of the, that have not been uh, tagging along, we've been previewing every division moving forward up until the start of the NFL season, which is in just oh just over two weeks. Um, we're about midway through each division here. We're talking about futures. We're talking about players to watch for, kind of previewing each team, giving a breakdown of what we expect to happen in the 2023 season. And uh, we'll do a couple win totals. We won't give out many props. We'll save those for our uh, NFL future show where we do nothing but future plays on there and kind of preview the season to come. But like I said, today we're going to do NFC South, and the first team on the board is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The winners of the NFC South last year with an eight and nine record, the only team in the NFL to win to make the playoffs with a record below five hundred. Trent, you want to kick things off with the Bucks here? Yeah, I figured you'd toss it to me. Um, I don't know if that's a Baker thing or. It's absolutely uh, a Baker thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You mentioned the Bucks made the playoffs last year at eight and nine because, of course, you know Tom Brady. Even, even going out on his last leg still has that voodoo magic somehow make the playoffs uh, a losing record so you know shout out to him but uh, yeah this is a new look team obviously a quarterback with uh, it looks like Baker's going to be the starter I don't know if they officially announced it I'm pretty sure they have um, are they? okay and this is kind of going to be a theme for the NFL, and I've alluded to it on previous podcasts, but I think this is a really, really, um, this is a team that's going to be looking to lose games on purpose, otherwise known as tanking, um, to get a top QB, because here's just not it at this point. He's not accurate enough. I don't know what happened to him um, in terms of how he played early in his career with the Browns. It looks to be a confidence thing to me, and at this point, he's bottom five NFL starting quarterback. Yeah, I agree. so I don't have any faith. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, you're not a Baker guy, and um, it's just, it's just, uh, it's not going to work out for him anymore. If I was him, I would have, I would have went like the, the backup QB route for a couple years, uh, like maybe like a Mariota or like a Tannehill. And kind of just like chilled behind a good, good quarterback, and then, and you know, you come back in a couple of years later and extend your NFL career. Well, that's what he did a little him. bit last. Or no, he well, did he go to the Rams when um, Stafford was still playing, or did he just go when he got hurt? No, he. I mean, he legit. He went to the Panthers and then got cut. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, like straight up got cut. Um, and then yeah, he went to the Rams for that one game or a couple games near the end of the year. Stafford was hurt but um but yeah I mean I would have just went like that route now he's stuck on this really really you know limited team in terms of um offensive line 
Their offensive line is really, horrible. Yeah, really offensive, uh, uh, like, coaching um, in general. So I, I just don't think they're going to have – I think this, this has a chance to be the worst offense in the NFL. Really? Um, despite having Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, which is saying a lot. So I'm not, I'm not super high on this team. Um, if anyone else wants to touch on the defense, which uh, has some bright spots, they can. But I'm just not really, really impressed and don't expect a lot out of this offense. No, I don't either. I mean, their defense is their defensive line. Pretty much, their front seven is their is their calling card. So, I mean, they'll continue to to play the run pretty well on defense. But I, I got nothing else on this team. I mean, they're horrible. I feel bad for Mike Evans because he's what is it nine straight seasons with a thousand yards, and there's a very good possibility he won't hit that again this year. And he's only two away. Yeah, Baker's the Baker's the wide receiver one killer. Yeah, like yeah, he's he's where wide receiver ones go to die. Like DJ Moore was was going through it. Odell, um, so yeah, I I would avoid Mike Evans fantasy. Give any piece of advice. Baker just doesn't. He just doesn't deliver to to wide receivers. Um, and they they seem to blow to play below their their standards a lot with him. So yeah, I, I would definitely avoid any type of receiver at their current draft position in fantasy. Some wisdom for you guys. Well, well thanks there, Trent. Um, here for Yeah, I mean, there's not much else to, to, to hit on with these Bucks. Um, I think Tom Brady's last year in the NFL kind of did him and the Bucks more harm than good. Um, not only making the playoffs with a losing record, but this season, I mean, they have to play they have to play a first-place schedule, so it makes it even harder for the Bucks moving into the 2023 season. Um, and kind of yeah, they, they kind of are rebuilding their entire roster. They got rid of a lot of um, experience with Tom Brady. They got rid of Leonard Fournette, their kicker um, Cameron Braid, um, their starting left tackle Donovan Smith. So they got rid of a lot of guys. Um, Julio Jones is gone too, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not on a team right now. I don't think. Um, yeah, I mean, what's their what's their total set at? Yeah, there is. There's total set at six and a half. And yeah, I, on Fanduel, you can get over six and a half at plus one sixteen. It's money for over. Plus money for over. Plus the, under six and a half. Under. under six and a half is minus one forty two. So mm. the books are pretty much expecting them to do what what we've been talking about, which with tanking and really not doing a whole lot of anything. Yeah, I can't. I can't see them getting over seven wins. No way. Um, I think they soar under this number, like Trent said. They're they're kind of they're kind of selling all in for next year already with all the moves they made in this off season. Um, nothing that really like stood out. I mean, their draft was decent. Like they tried to rebuild both sides of the ball on the line. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't have much about the Bucks. They're they're kind of a disappointment after seeing how much success they've had the past couple of years um it's kind of sad to see where they're at now but yeah not much to hold your hat on for this team coming up this year no not at all i got the only other thing i would add is i think rashad white is is going to have a solid year simply because baker can't throw the ball and yeah their offensive line struggles but they're not going to be able to their passing game is going to be non-existent so i expect them to run the ball a lot so I expect them to run the ball a lot, but I don't know if I don't know if that's going to translate to success. Yeah, if, I mean, if we remember that this was the worst rushing attack. This is true. Uh, in years, 
last year in the NFL, and that was with Tom Brady um, at the helm. So this team has a lot of talent, um, but I think I think that, like I said, I just think it's a very obvious tank job, and they, they probably talked to Mike, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, like, hey, man, just give us a year we're gonna get you a top qb get the fuck out of here or don't get the fuck out of here yeah i mean because they have nice pieces all over the field um you know obviously the receiver group um like you mentioned also in their front seven they drafted kalijah cansey this year out of pit so um he's kind of a pass rushing upside in on the interior there um good pieces in the secondary um, you know linebackers as well so um, it really just boils down to their coaching, which I think he's gone next year, and they have probably the worst quarterback room in the NFL. Unless you guys disagree with that, no, I, I Trask is 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 horrible. Yeah. Um, so. No, I agree. I agree with that, and I I don't even want to spend any more time on this team because I I think this team is at the bottom of the bottom. I don't think they can get any worse than what what it's looking like. Yeah, so I have the over. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I got the under six and a half. I think we're all uh, pretty much aligned there. Yeah, I'm on the under also. All right, let's yeah, move on. We'll let's move on to the Falcons. Um, not as interesting of a team as the Giants, but uh, they are. There's they're an interesting team in the sense that uh, rookie quarter or second year quarterback, but first year full time starter. Um, Desmond Ritter is now at the helm. They obviously drafted Bijan Robinson. Um, this is a really, really they signed, say it again. Sorry, they, they signed uh, they signed Cincinnati boy Jesse Bates. Yeah, Jesse Bates. They, their roster turnover was crazy. Like they brought in Jesse Bates, Jeff, for Jeff Akuda, Jeff Akuda, Bud Dupree. They got they brought in Matt Collins, who isn't anything crazy, but he's another set of hands. Uh, John U. Smith is a decent set of arms too. The dude is massive. Um, they brought in Calais Campbell. Brought in Calais Campbell to help the line. Like they did a ton of reconstruction, roster wise and coaching wise in the off season. So, um, Gage, I'll let you kick off what you what you're expecting from the Falcons this year. Um. Yeah. You know, this is a this whole division is just very weird. I mean, it's kind of hard to predict where these teams are going to be with how much turnover and regression and progression that these teams have made the past couple seasons um but i like i like the falcons i like this falcons team this year i think they have a, a decently high ceiling um not sure how low their floor can go because they're already kind of in the basement but um <laughs> i i like the the moves they made i really i called Bijan. if you guys go back and listen to our, our draft podcast i called Bijan going to atlanta yeah. Um, which was kind of a surprising pick, but I think it was one of my favorite picks of the first round. Um, a lot of people are, are riding low on Desmond Ritter, but I think sophomore year in the NFL, people make more more steps forward than backwards. So I think it could be one of those years for him where he can use the pieces around him with Kyle Pitts. They can use Cordell Patterson, how they've been using him to take some stress off of Desmond Ritter. Um, and yeah, I, I trust I trust Arthur Smith the as a play caller there to make things easier for Desmond and the offense and the players that he has around him. Um, I think these young quarterbacks try to do way too much when they get into the NFL and knowing the talent that they have around them, um, it can make their job a lot easier. I think Bijan is going to be an absolute stud. 
especially in this division. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like their I like their total. And I also also like them to win the division. Wow. If I'm being honest, wow. I think. Yeah, I don't know. They they lost, especially. It's gonna be interesting against the Saints this year because last year they played the Saints and they lost both by a combined four points. So I think there's gonna be a little bit of revenge on their mind this year when they play New Orleans. Um, that could play a factor into maybe squeaking out, squeezing out a couple wins there. But yeah. I'll let you guys take over, but I, I kind of like this team. I do. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm kind of weird on this team because on paper, I agree with you. On paper, they have all the pieces to to be really good, but they have a ton of young talent to where it's still questionable for me as to if they can be good. Um, I'm also not on the Desmond Ritter hype train. Um, I haven't been, even when he was in college. I think he was a good college quarterback. I'm not taking anything away from what he did. Um, I just don't see him having sustained success in the league. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, right? But he, And I think it's unfair to judge him off of four games last year. I think he was only started for four games. And it's – I don't know, man. I'm, just, I'm not really high on him, and he has a lot of talent around him. Kyle Pitts still hasn't really proved – that like he can be the like number one target in an offense, so it's I don't know, man. The the passing game worries me a little bit. Rushing, like you touched on it, Gage. Their running back room is gnarly. Adding Bijan to that, I think yeah. Tyler Algier was uh, in the rookie or in the running for rookie of the year last year, and Cordell Patterson obviously has shown what he can do. But I just throwing. How the, do you? I don't how know. do you feel about their their new DC from the Saints? How was he? Pretty good. Ryan Nielsen. Ryan Nielsen. He's their new DC. He came over from uh, New Orleans. I didn't know that they got Ryan Nielsen, if I'm being completely honest with you. But, I mean, Saints defense has been top ten in the last handful of years. Really only been the call- only calling card for New Orleans recently. But I, I, like, the, I, I like their roster. I, like I said, they have enough pieces and enough names on that roster, offensively and defensively, to be solid. But I just I'm not high on Desmond Ritter, and it's unfortunate. But that's really what I'm hanging my hat on, and that's really kind of what I'm what I'm drawn to with that team. I don't think they're going to be very good this year. I would I don't think that agree with uh, Gage's Gage's assessment um, of the roster and team. I think Desmond Ritter is really going to be and it's going to be weird to, to hear this because he's a quarterback but I don't think he's really that important to the team um this team had the lowest passing rate last year in the NFL and they still had a middle of the pack offense yeah I mean they have an elite offensive line that's something we haven't mentioned yet yeah this is a really good offensive line by far the best in the division and um they had an elite rushing attack a rushing attack last year adding B. John Robinson to that Another year of Drake London, who looked really good last year. I don't think we realized how how bad Mariota was last year. Like he could not get an accurate ball to Kyle Pitts uh, to save to save his life. So I felt bad for Kyle Pitts last year. So even if Desmond Ritter, um, you know, doesn't turn out to be a franchise quarterback, he's still going to be an upgrade, in my opinion. And Fair. this is an offense that's not going to have a lot on his plate. Um, so I think this has the potential to be a really, really good offense. And Gage, you mentioned this. Uh, I think Arthur Smith is really underrated as a, as a play caller and, and in his offensive system. I mean, he was making Ryan Tannehill, Ryota, all those guys look really good. Um, 
so I I think that with Desmond Ritter, who I'm a little bit higher on than you, Austin. Um, you know, I, I think he's gonna. I think this is gonna be a top ten offense in the NFL, frankly. Like, and then the defensive side of the ball, they made a lot of changes. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of good pieces. I I worry about about a their pass rush. Brady Jarrett's still really good, but he's not really like a on him to get double digit sacks. Um, and they don't really have a true number one corner. Uh, unless AJ Terrell bounces back, I mean him. I he, think him and Akuda kind of combined to to hold it down at least on the in the edge at least a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I think they're they're definitely good. And AJ Terrell has shown in the past for at least one year that he was that lockdown corner. But you know, I think it's even more important in the NFL today to have a guy that can mirror and and follow. You know. Tyreek Hills, your Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson's, Jamar Chase's, all all that group of tier one receivers. And I don't really see that with this team. Um, so the defense does worry me a little bit, but they still have talented pieces over there. So all I, I'm expecting this team to be a really strong offense and an average defense. In the NFC, I think that's uh, enough to get. Or what is their over-under? Their over-under is uh, eight and a half. Yeah, I like the over there, so I'm with Gage. I think they win. I, th- I could see them winning ten games. Yeah, they play. They play a lot of close games. Like that's what I realized after watching them a lot last year. Um, I feel like every game they're underdogs, regardless of who they're playing. It seems like they're in into the last to the last play. So I think a couple of those, a couple of those close games this year go their way, and. Uh, yeah, maybe they they just squeak over the over, but I I like the upside of this team for sure. Yeah, the upside. I think is that's that, a sign of a. Uh, I was just gonna say, I think that's a sign of a good coach. Yeah, I like Arthur uh, Smith a lot as a coach. Game. Yeah. Um, I was kind of leading leading one way, and I was kind of firm on it. And you guys are trying to sway me opposite, but I'm gonna stick with my gut. I do like the under eight and a half with this team. I like. I mean, they were what I think. Yeah, they were seven and ten last year. Um, they did make some upgrades. I I like them to finish right around the same, right around seven and ten, eight and nine. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they if they win nine or ten games. I mean, this is a, this is a team that I'm okay with being wrong on because I like this roster a lot. But it's just and last just not being high on Whit- yeah. Desmond Ritter. Just I don't know, man. It's just it, there's something about him that doesn't strike me as a as a guy that can run a high-powered offense like this. And they have a last-place schedule, so it's kind of the yeah. first of the Bucks who had a first-place schedule. I mean, sure. their first, you know, 12 or so games, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of easy easy games on their schedule, so um, see them if a bye week, week 11, so I could see them being, you know, 6-4, and four. Maybe even seven and three after those first ten games. Maybe that's optimistic. Maybe that's a little too optimistic. But I think if Desmond Ritter does hit, you're looking at a, a division winner for sure. Fair, yeah. And, there, and the the last name before we had before we move on, Trent, you touched on their defenses. They 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 gave up more points than they scored last year. So if if the defense can kind of at least turn up just a little bit. Then I I do like the potential for this team a lot, but 
not enough to sway my my opinion on their win total. Um, let's uh, let's flip the script, Austin. Let's talk about let's talk about your Saints. Let's do the Saints. Let's do it. Um, Gage, you can tee them up, tee them up. Because if I sure, go, this, this this your squad. This is your squad. Um, yeah. So the win win uh win total or the number for win totals right now is nine and a half for New Orleans, and you can get it at plus money. Um, I believe that over nine and a half was plus one fourteen. They they have the easiest schedule in the NFL by far. Um, you have an automatic upgrade a quarterback with Derek Carr. The NFC South is, at least last year, was the worst division in football in terms of defending the pass. Um, Falcons were third worst in the NFC. Panthers were fifth. Bucks were kind of middle of the pack. Um, Bucks had the most touching post, pass, most passing touchdowns allowed. Falcons and Panthers were fifth and sixth, respectfully. Um, offensively, this team has a chance to be really, really, really fucking good. I really, I really do like this team a lot. Um, yeah, Kamara suspended three games, but I mean, bring guy in like Jamal Williams who has a nose for the end zone, and Kendra Miller who avoided serious injury to his knee in the first preseason game. It looks like he'll be back come uh, week one. Rookie out of TCU. I like him a lot. He's at a really, really good camp. Um, I like that this offense is good, man. I think it's been this the, it's been like this a while. It's been like this for a while for the Saints, where they have a really, on paper, a really high-powered offense, and the defense kind of is middle of the pack. But I think with an easy schedule this year, upgrade with Derek Carr, Michael. I mean, who knows with Michael Thomas? But reports coming out are saying that he's been quoted saying it's the healthiest he's been in any training camp of his career so i mean i mean i'm on the i'm on the over nine and a half and i know it's it's call it bias whatever you want but i think this schedule is i i don't matter it don't matter if if the bears had this schedule you know what i mean like this this schedule is very favorable for them yeah and it it kind of goes in their favor even more Toward the later half of the season, like when they, when after their bye, I mean they go Atlanta and Detroit, which could be tough. But then they play the Panthers, um, which at that point, who knows where they're going to be at? Yeah. They play the Giants, but then they end with the Rams and the Bucks, who very well could be tanking at that point. So those could be easy wins. Exactly. And they start the season off pretty like their first month. They go Tennessee, Panthers, Packers, Bucks. Like they could easily start the first month four now. So yeah, they're like like you said, Austin. There's upside for this team. I think this is a team where they lost a lot of guys on the defensive side, but I feel like their defense is still going to be stout enough to the point where if it comes down to where they need a turnover or a big stop at the end of the game, that can decide a win or a loss. I think they can lean on their defense a little bit more. Um, yeah, man. obviously we all think. Do we all think Derek Carr is an upgrade from Andy Dalton? Hundred percent. That's fair to say, yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, even though his passing rating was a little lower than Andy Dalton's last year, he still still had more touchdowns, but a few more picks. Um, but yeah, I think I think the supporting cast is able to will help Carr out. It's just a matter of keeping them all healthy and keeping them all on the field is their biggest issue right now. But yeah, I mean, they can stay healthy. I think they're going to be really fucking good. I really do. Yeah. I agree. I, I I think I think they'll be good, and they still have a lot of a lot of talent on the defensive line. I don't know. They're they're going to be an interesting team as well. 
So yeah, I mean they let what's um, the over at nine? Nine and a half. And nine. nine and a half is plus money. Under mm-hmm. I can double check. Give me a second, but I'm pretty sure it was minus one thirty something. Under minus nine. Under nine and a half wins is minus one forty. Mm-hmm. I might be on the over here. I'm, but I'm, like I said, yeah. like I said against Atlanta, like those two games against Atlanta are huge too. That could swing this total over or under. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. This whole division is just so weird, in my opinion. Like everyone's right in the mix. I feel like for the division, so I, I yes. Think, I I yeah. I was gonna say I I think I kind of interpreted the division and like that compared to. Um, you know, a couple weeks, and the more I think about it, I think there is a, kind of a clear top two, bottom two, um, as in the Saints and the and the Falcons. I think are are going to be at the top. The Panthers and the and the not the step on the Panthers, but Panthers and Bucks are going to be a little bit lower. I, I just think that the Saints' passing attack is going to be by far the best in the division. Um, Derek Carr is an upgrade. I'm not a huge Derek Carr guy, but he's definitely he showed he's played at a I don't know if I want to say elite, but he's played at a very, very high level in the past. He's just kind of inconsistent. Yeah. And not even like season to season or game to game. He's kind of inconsistent play to play a lot. There's going to be high end flashes with Derek Carr where they're going to look like, and this offense is is just pumping. And there's going to be times where, you know, he gets scared and throws the ball away on fourth down or something. So that's just kind of the Derek Carr experience you're going to get. I mean, on, in terms of offensive talent, if Michael Thomas stays healthy, which is a huge if, the obviously. The biggest if in, in the NFL, it is. bro. He's played 10 games in the last three years. Um, but if he does, we forget how elite he, he is and he was, and I'd assume he's still very, very um, productive yeah. even after a couple of years of, of um, the injury bug. And then, uh, obviously, we're all big Chris Olave fans. Um, I think he has the potential to be a top 10 receiver at the end of this year. Um, just very, very, very polished and just excellent at separating and um, ball tracking. And honestly, just a very, very high level receiver right at right into school. And that's how he was at Ohio State, too. So right into the NFL, he, he kind of translated um, really quickly. I worry about their, their running game a little bit, Austin. Um, with their offensive line, I think Kamara is kind of on the back end, so that would be a concern for me. And then um, defensively, I like their I, so their their head coach is a really good defensive coordinator, so I think he can coach him up. Dennis, Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen, yeah. Yeah, but I think there's some holes in terms of um, you know, are we really going to have an elite pass rusher? How, They've never been really a high sack team, so that could be a concern. I mean, they got Cam uh, Jordan, dude. Cam Jordan's one of the best deep, the edge rushers in the NFL. He doesn't necessarily get is you. He though? I mean, he doesn't necessarily get you ten or twelve sacks a year. But I mean, he I could, think he's more of a he commands a, a double defender. He commands a double team a, every play. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a really good player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not. I wouldn't call him an elite rusher, at least at this point of his career. Fair. Yeah, not so that, He's an elite D line. Yeah. Sure, but but again, that doesn't really answer the concern of getting to the quarterback, right? So that right. that would be my concern with their defense. Um, maybe the 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 cornerback room. Um, we'll see how that looks, but 
you know, Marshawn Lattimore is really good. And I know uh, Adebo, I believe, is that how you pronounce it? Paulson Adebo, uh, second-year guy. Yeah. Had a really, really good yeah, rookie should, year. He should, yeah, he should be good. He looks like he looks like a good one. So we'll see. Do they still have the same uh, the coordinator, Carmichael? Yeah, Pete Carmichael. Yeah, he sucks. He kind of sucks. So that concerns me a little bit. I wish this team had an elite offensive coordinator. I'd really be behind it. But um, with all that said, I think with the schedule, with the NFC, I, I like the over as well, nine and a half. And I think I see both Atlanta and finishing with 10 wins. Yeah, I mean, I can go on and on about this team for a while. This one, I'm more excited for this season and this team than I have been in a while um they just they got it i mean everything's there so it's just yeah they just gotta put it all together their d line their defensive line i think is a lot better than what people give them credit for i know trent you just talked about they don't have an elite pass rusher which is fine but i mean we talked about cameron jordan uh kaylin saunders in the middle is really good runs uh really good uh interior rush linemen. I mean, they drafted Brian Brisey and uh, Isaiah Foskey with their first two picks. But um, I, I like this team a lot, man. Touched on Paulson Adebo. They have Bradley Roby, who isn't amazing, but he's a good enough slot guy. Pete Werner and Demario Davis are, I'd put those two backers up with any live backing core in the league, honestly. And then you add a guy like Jalen Smith, who is injury prone, but his potential is through the roof. Um, they got it, man. I mean, they just – and the, the schedule favors them this year a lot, so it's just a matter of if they could put it all together. Yeah, and we, we didn't even mention Rashid Shahid, who Absolutely uh, was a really, lightning really in a surprising bottle, rookie. What would you say? Lightning in a bottle. That dude is so fast. Where did he go to school? I don't even know, dude. I know he was a – He was undrafted, wasn't he? Undrafted? He was. Or was he, he was like a late round No, he was undrafted. Uh, yeah, he was really good last year, and he, he jumps Weeb- off the screen when you watch him. Weber State. Yeah, so he uh, he's definitely someone that, you know, if he can continue that success, that's a great find for the Saints um, there. And, you know, they always have a soft place in my heart because they uh, have so many Buckeyes on the team. It looks like they're starting five, five. Ohio State players yeah. in their starting lineup. Yeah. It's, uh which is which is sweet. <laughs> is that why you like the Saints, by the way? Is they always target Buckeyes? So growing up, I always liked watching Drew Brees play when he was with the Chargers, and it was kind of the same deal with David Ortiz, where they switched teams, and I kind of just kept following them, and then ended up being a, a fan of the team, and then they started drafting all these fucking Ohio State guys. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I can't like jump off now. Might as well stick. Huh. Yeah, they really do. They really just. Like that Columbus to New Orleans pipeline. Hey man, I'm not complaining. But are we all we all on there over nine and a half? We we see this team winning ten ten games. You know I'm gonna go I'm gonna go under just because I have the Falcons winning those two close games against them this year. Okay. Trent, you're on the over. I'm on the over. It does concern me that the Falcons. I think have a significantly better coaching staff. Um, but 
again, they, you know, they can still win 10 games and, and not win the division. So I'll take the over. Cool. I'm on the over, too. All right, the final team in this division, the Carolina Panthers with Bryce Young at the helm now. Uh, they had a massive, and I mean massive, amount of roster turnover. They cut everybody. But they brought in guys like Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, um, Hayden Hurst, former Bengal tight end, and they brought in Andy Dalton to back up Bryce Young. But I think he's a good, he's been in the league a while, so he's a good he's a good quarterback to to learn behind or to learn stuff from. But um, Trent, I'll, I'll let you you uh, give your spiel about the Panthers first because I don't really like this team a lot. Yeah, this is a this is a weird team. Um, so it starts with Bryce Young, and you know, uh, guys, what, what are your guys? Uh, I'm gonna turn this back around on you. Like, what do you? What are your expectations for Bryce Young this year? Because um, you look at him at, at Alabama, and he was able to carry that that team, but like he was making big play after big play right when they needed it. Um, I know it's only preseason, and I know it's been like, you know, four offensive series, five offensive series, but he kind of just, he looks a little bit overwhelmed, and he looks even smaller than he did at Alabama. So I do have concerns that, um, I have some concerns that I thought I wasn't going to have. That, and that includes their offensive line, which I thought would be better than it, than it looks no, uh, so far. Really so, not that great. Yeah, so I, I don't know. What, what do you guys think about Bryce Young? I think I think they're going to have an upgrade from last year. I mean, their quarterback quarterback play the last couple of years has just been atrocious. Um, they ranked in the bottom third of the worst, uh, lowest point scored last year. But Who was it after I Baker? Think, what's that? Who did they have after Baker last year? Was it P.J. Walker? Walker, yeah. Um, a little Sam Darnold, too, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. He's with the Niners now. Shout out San Fran. Um, but I think I think his play, I mean, it, it goes without saying that the pieces, the pieces around him are going to play a huge part. But I really think that's what it's going to be is the consistency of these new guys that they brought in with Chark and they have Jonathan Mingo and who knows what Adam Thielen has left in the tank. I mean, he's looked really if, good. If these, yeah, I mean, if these, if these guys can have like average years, it's going to make – Bryce Young look a lot better than what people are kind of seeing now, like you said, Trent. I mean, obviously, is he small? He has accuracy um, troubles, and they struggle to score points in the past. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. But I think I think the pieces he has around him with this team as a first year quarterback are good enough to to make him look maybe better than he is. But I'm not I'm not super super high on Bryce Young. I never really was. In college, either, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I like him a little bit more than Gage does. I don't think he's going to be anything spectacular. Um, I think he, I think Stroud and Richardson, honestly, will end up having better careers than Bryce Young. I don't think he's going to have a bad career. Um, I don't know. I, I just he needs. We need to see a little bit of football first. I mean, I, th- I think. I don't know. Yeah, not sorry, not to step on you, but I, I think uh, the realization I made 
Um, and this isn't just off preseason, but just like more thinking, thinking about it a little bit more. Is I think he has a lot more of a ceiling than I initially thought. Um, yeah. Like his, he's very small, and his arm is not very good. So best case scenario, he's like, but Russell Wilson with way worse arm strength and more durability concerns. So I, I just think that, I don't know. I, I think viewing him at college, I thought he was this high level, high upside play. And I think, I think he's going to be a good NFL player if he stays healthy because he's really, really smart and gifted in the pocket and cerebral and he has all like the, the mental stuff. But I think his upside is a, is a little bit lower than I initially thought. I think he could be a good quarterback, but I don't think he's ever has a potential to be like a top five quarterback. No, I mean, uh, maybe that's way. maybe that's a sweeping overreaction um, based on a couple of preseason games. And, you know, my eyeballs are telling me, but I don't know. I, I, I think he's a little lower of a definitely Anthony Richardson. I think Stroud just looking bigger and stronger and the ball kind of jumps out of his arm a little more i think those guys have a little bit higher of an upside than him with that said i think bryce young will be good down the line i think the real question is how long he can stay upright and i don't think this offensive line is going to help him do him any favors this year and i'm a little i'm a little um more skeptical of the weapons than you gage i, I don't think this is a great yeah support supporting cast for him i mean DJ Chark is the receiver, wide receiver one, and he's missed nineteen not, games the past two seasons. Yeah, last so I mean, last year, fucking Thielen, we thought, we thought his career is damn near done. I mean, he looked, he looked like a slug out there last year. Yeah, he was um, non-existent. And yeah, if if like I said, if Mingo, Marshall, and those other guys don't step up, it could be it could be a rude awakening for. Uh, and Bryce Young, and it, it you know, obviously can make him a lot more injury-prone because if these guys aren't stepping up, this dude's going to want to do everything himself um, yeah. outside the pocket and whatnot and taking the hits that he doesn't need to be taking as a, what, 5'10 quarterback. Um, yeah, I don't know. The more I think about it, Trent, the upside the upside could be there, but he doesn't really have the as strong of a supporting cast than, than what it looks like on paper. So Yeah, I'm not – I swear he – Go ahead. I was just going to say, I swear he didn't look this small in college. Like, I don't know what it is. Well, he's in the NFL now. These guys in the NFL are bigger. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, he's playing at Alabama, you know, in the SEC. Like, he's playing behind Evan Neal and shit. Like, these are large fucking offensive linemen. I mean, I could have played in the SEC. Like, what's the big deal? That is overrated. Yeah. Yeah. We all could have played. Save that for the college football preview, but... (laughs) Um, I'll get my takes off. Would you guys, this question for both of you, mainly Gage, but Trent, you can give your insight. Right now, if you're starting a team tomorrow, would you rather have Trey Lance or Bryce Young be your QB1? Trey Lance. No bias. No bias. I should have asked Trent this. (laughs) First of all, I thought thought you were a Raider fan now. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, big Jimmy I G. I love everyone. Who used to, I use, I love every team that has a former 49er player on it. So you've just loved the entire NFL. Whoever wins is my favorite team. Just a sure. huge football guy. <laughs> I think Bryce Young is going to be. I think Bryce Young is way 
I think the answer is Bryce Young pretty easily. Um, I think there's like a 5% outcome where Trey Lance is like an elite NFL quarterback. But actually, I think that's more like 2% at this point. So you could argue that he has a higher upside, but I think Bryce Young has a much, much higher floor. Trey Lance. So, I mean, he, Trey Lance can't even start over a seventh round relevant. That's what I was just about to say. He's not even starting. No, he's not. Yeah, I'd pick Bryce Young too. But so I'm on. I have a lot of. I have a lot of. What? Sorry, I, I have a lot of Trey Lance thoughts. Actually, we can save those for the NFC. Yeah, yeah, we gotta save yes. save that for next week. So so I'm on. I'm on the Panthers under seven and a half wins. Um, I thought they were gonna win probably about eight or nine games. Their schedule isn't crazy hard, but I just. Their offense doesn't isn't. I don't. They, I don't think they they score many points. I don't think they score enough to win. Defense is solid. They brought in uh, Von Bell. Obviously helps their uh, secondary a lot. I mean Von Bell, Xavier Woods playing safety back there. Jeremy Chin can kind of bump down and play that slot corner role. But I still I like them under under seven and a half. Yeah. I'll go on the, the under as well. To kind of hit on the defense, Austin, they ranked 27th um, in the league last year for forcing turnovers. And for a team that's most likely going to struggle to score points this year, um, that can't be the case no. on the defen- defensive side of the ball. I mean, they only had 35 sacks and 10 picks as a group last year. And, yeah, that, that stuff with this um, – explosively lacking offense might uh, that might bite him in the ass when it comes down to it but yeah I'll, I'll confidently rock with the under with you yeah yeah I'm, I'm with you boys alright cool let's uh let's run through these really really quick just uh that way everybody knows where our uh where our takes are let me pull this up so we're all on the Panthers under seven and a half wins I am on the over for Saints nine and a half. Trent is also on the over. Um, Gage is on the I'm over. I'm on the under. Yes. Um, the Falcons eight and a half. I am on the slight under. You guys are on the over. And then the Bucks under six or I'm sorry, six and a half. I'm on the under. I think it's a clean sweep on the under if I'm not correct. Yep. I'm taking the I'm taking the all under at three and a half. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be fighting for a number or competing for a number one pick. They're going to be so bad. But uh, yeah, I, I would, I think Todd Bowles is. Uh, he's on his way out. Numbered. Yeah, he's yeah. On, he's on his way out. But uh, yeah, that's the a- NFC South, man. I think that division. I hate to say it, being the Saints guy, but I think it's arguably the boringest division in football, <laughs> or most boring. I mean, I'm sure there's some upside with certain guys and a couple offenses here and there, but as a whole... See, I, mean, I, I disagree with you. You can't say the Giants are interesting 30 times and then tell me the first overall pick is boring and the Saints offense and their weapons are boring and I never said John that. Robinson. No, I mean, and the Saints and the, the Falcons... are boring, I'll give you that. The Saints and the Falcons offense have extreme upside, in my opinion. But nothing I'm interested to see what... What Carolina does with Bryce Young? I mean, yeah, I'm interested, but I, I think they're going to take a few years. Or no, gonna, Daniel Jones. I mean, I 
I'm not a Daniel Jones guy at all, but I would absolutely take him over Bryce Young. Right now, at least. Would you take him over Bryce Young for the next five years? For the next five years? I would say, yeah, just because I've seen Daniel Jones can win you enough games to make the playoffs and win you enough games to, or I'm sorry, play enough quarterback to stay healthy. And Bryce Young isn't really a scramble guy. Daniel Jones is. Or Daniel Jones can be. Fair enough. I don't know. I think this, this division has some of the most, or some of the best potential that we've seen. I just, right now, I think it's very boring. I hate to say it, but. Would every, would every team in the AFC North finish first in this division? Every team? Probably not. I don't know if Pittsburgh could do it. But I think Cincinnati, Baltimore would. Cleveland would, would give New Orleans or whoever it is a run for their money. Do you guys think the uh, the Falcons are going to be as good as I think they are? Or let us know. We'll, we'll interact with you guys. and Trying to get some more interaction on our, on our social media. So go check us out. Take for take yeah, on t- Twitter. Take for take underscore on Twitter. Check us out. Like Gage said, we're going to get some stuff rolling on there shortly. And uh, we'll have some graphics out here soon when this comes out. And let us know who you guys think is going to take the NFC crown, NFC South crown. Yeah, uh, we're going we're gonna to set out some polls. So let us let us know what you guys think there and, and vote. And we'll have a $100,000 giveaway to <laughs> the winner who chooses the pair of this division. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, all right, fellas, until, <laughs> until the next one, peace. Right,